0: Good evening and welcome to the Independent News Hour. I'm John Tarleton, editor in chief of the Independent, New York City's progressive newspaper and website at independent.org. We've also got our current print edition out around the city in our red and white news boxes in public libraries and other venues. Today we've got another fantastic show lined up. Uh, and I'm also joined by our co-host, Amma Gagarian.
1: Hi, John. It's great to be here with you and all of our listeners on 99.5 FM and streaming on WBAI.org.
0: Yes, and uh, during today's show, we're going to talk about the City University of New York and how plans to return to mostly in-person teaching this semester has created a cascading set of woes for students and faculty alike. We'll also hear from the socialist who will be leading City Council's Committee on Public Housing and her vision for reviving NYCHA. And we'll also hear from striking workers in North Brooklyn who are squaring off against a billionaire boss. But first, in breaking news today, the second police officer who was shot in a hail of gunfire Friday night in a Harlem apartment has died. Wilbert Mora, 27, died this afternoon from his wounds. His patrol partner, Jacob Rivera, 22, died Friday shortly after the attack, which occurred when they were responding to a domestic dispute. The shooter, LaShawn McNeil, 47, also died from his wounds yesterday. This incident comes as Mayor Eric Adams faces growing calls to address public safety concerns in the city. He had this to say yesterday after rolling out his plan to address the situation. It's not just a plan for the future. It is a plan for right now. So that was uh, Mayor Eric Adams uh, joining us uh, on, uh, to talk about this some more. Is uh, is Ted Ham? It covers uh, criminal justice issues for the Independent. Uh, Adams has uh, faced a you know a, a growing call to do something um, amid a, a number of high profile shootings and other incidents, including the um, the killing of Michelle Go, the Asian woman who was pushed off the subway platform at Times Square a couple of weeks ago. And uh, uh, Ted, it's good to have you with us. Thanks, John. Greetings, Amba. Hi. And, and, uh, so, I mean, first of all, I, I mean, last year, Eric Adams ran very aggressively on uh, the issue of public safety and how he was uniquely suited to uh, address what, what he defined as a, as a crisis Uh, Your thoughts now, is he almost being uh, hoisted on the petard of his own rhetoric? Uh, It seems a little unfair to expect someone to solve these complex problems in less than one month in office, but uh, certainly there's a a lot of media clamor of, of that sort.
2: Sure. He certainly raised expectations during the primary last spring. If you'll recall, he was bouncing around. Holding press conferences at every incident, the uh, shooting in Times Square, uh, a domestic quarrel in Park Slope that ended in a shooting, and so on. Uh, you know, so he was sort of pre- um, pre- pre- presenting himself to voters as someone who, who was who had the solutions based on his experience, et cetera. But then he came into office and he didn't really roll out any clear agenda in the first few weeks. Regarding policing or, or anything else uh, that I've seen that, that we've seen thus far, so now the, the spate of incidents has made it forced him to um, initiate the, the, the changes he's proposing or try to initiate the changes he's, he, that he's proposing. And so, you know, so I don't, I don't think it's the, it's appropriate to necessarily t- to to slag him for 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 raising those expectations,
0: but he but he did in fact do so. Right. And and can you uh, highlight real quickly what he was proposing yesterday?
2: A a, a variety of different initiatives, uh, some emphasizing uh, social support networks and things like that and funding for violence interrupters, although he uh, did say that they should be working closely with the NYPD, which is problematic. Uh, That's not how they're intended to operate. Um, And then he wants uh, uh, to restore the plainclothes unit, which is creating a lot of controversy because they've been responsible for several high-profile killings in recent decades, Eric Erner, um, going back to Amadou Diallo, et cetera. Um, And uh, the um, initiatives regarding raising the age uh, that had been raised he wants to allow judge uh, um, 16 and 17 year olds to be prosecuted as uh, they would be as adults 18 and over uh, for violent gun crimes and so on so that's that's creating a, a some outrage in criminal justice reform circles and also the proposal to let judges determine dangerousness which is Uh, a very vague definition even the chief judge of the uh uh, the supervising judge of the um office of court administration today said he didn't know what doesn't understand what that determinant is or how how you can predict historically it's
0: been uh i mean racially coded absolutely yes yeah
2: so uh if you and, and and the way we've written about in the independent, there are serious problems with the way judges are are chosen. Uh, and now uh, Adams is under pressure. That he does get to, t- to pick a number of judges himself. And so he's getting pressure to only appoint hardline judges and, and even to remove um, uh, judges that are not seen to be hardline, hardliners and so on. So there's a real cli- cl- climate of crisis and outrage right now. Um, but maybe it causes. Maybe there's also some need to to sort of uh, step back and 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 just not uh, stoke the fires a little as 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 has been happening.
1: Right, and you just mentioned violent interrupters, Ted. Um, that you said that part of the the mayor's new plan is to have violent interrupters work with police, which they're not supposed to do. Could you explain um, what those what a violence interrupter is for those of us who might not know?
2: Well, sure. They go out. These are people who are, uh, go out into the community. They are, uh, many have been, uh, ex- encountered the criminal justice system themselves, uh, formerly incarcerated folks or, and so on, um, that they can go out and try to, uh, resolve conflicts with, um, that, that seem to be escalating, right? So it's not like they would be completely isolated from the NYPD because they, they know who everyone is in the community. That's the whole, their whole point. But they, sh- if they were perceived to be snitches for the NYPD, then they're, they're not going to gain any traction with uh, the people they're trying to reach. So, um, you know, it's a matter of approach. I mean, it's so, so it, those groups know that and they, they can operate, um, they maintain, try to maintain their independence as much as possible.
0: And, and with the deaths of these two police officers, uh, uh, Jacob Rivera's funeral be, will be in the next couple of days and then um, for Wilbert Mora as well. Um, I mean, there's often uh, I mean, obviously the, you know the, the grief for the people who who uh, their family members and other people who care about them is is very real, but there is a tendency for uh, you know uh, the police union and other uh, ideological actors uh, that want uh, you know uh, un, uh, unhindered uh, police power in the city to sort of try to leverage these moments to you know, essentially demand a sort of unblinking unity with the NYPD. Uh, it, does it seem like that's happening a little bit, especially in the way that uh, pressure is coming down on the the new Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, to modify uh, some of his uh, stances? He, he's made it clear he wants to send fewer people to jail, not more. And you covered his uh, race a lot last, uh, last year.
2: Sure. And many people pointed out that he was, making the proposals he is uh, initiated he was talking about them on the campaign trail so he's just following through on his campaign promises uh towards decarceration and so on um but he did face an unprecedented amount of hostility in the press and even in fact you have a uh Republican candidate for governor Lee Zeldin uh seen perceived to be the front runner he's a congressman from uh out in Long Island that he's actually made uh, firing Alvin Bragg sort of a part of his campaign pledge, or he's trying to pressure Hochul to uh, Governor Hochul to do that now, and others have joined in uh, in that call and you know that's just uh, ridiculous and the fact that that he's not able to even uh get traction on uh, in, into his uh, settle into his office and initiate some of the changes he actually has been proposing and he ran on and it was elected on uh but then so- something that also to keep in mind is that these both New York post and uh Lee Zeldin and these others who are calling you know un- unbridled police power and fierce advocates of, um, at least in the New York Post, is a fierce advocate of gun control in the city, but is aligned with uh, the Republican Party. Lee Zeldin is not an advocate of gun control. He's a, a, a strong ally of the NRA. And so they're you know, part of this uh, network of, of gun uh, advocacy is that essentially the, the, on the larger level, national level, and that's creating part of the problem is the prevalence of guns that are flowing into the city here, so uh, there's, no, there's no saints in this fight.
1: Right, and talk a little bit about, Ted, um, Alvin Bragg having to change some of his sentencing practices um, in regards to um, gun charges and how he's had to step back on that?
2: Well, he was saying that he wouldn't pursue uh, cases in which just there was merely possession of a gun uh, that didn't involve any um, use of that gun, right? That's how I understand it. And now he's Mm -hmm. saying he will um, consider charging in those cases. So, yes, he is under pressure uh, to... um, to adopt a hard line on guns. Uh, you know that's I don't know that that's really gonna um, antagonize his supporters. I don't you know that's that's his calculation to make. Uh, he's certain I, I just think he's under the microscope uh, and now every incident gets so much more attention than in years past. I mean there there were officers killed in the line of duty, under um, Michael Bloomberg and Ray Kelly um, and, you know, the, the city was not up in arms about the city going, be, going, becoming totally out of control, chaos and so on. So, uh, you know, it's a different era. There, social media certainly plays into it. But, um, you know, this hopefully this is just a, a spike in, in in high profile incidents. But, you know, we'll, we will see there is the problem. Of there are more guns. Uh, that have trafficked into the city. So that, that that creates the potential for more problems, for sure.
1: Right, that definitely is a problem. Just when we think of sentencing, you know, it's important to zoom out, think big picture, and also remember that for sentencing, especially with gun charges, it's likely that someone will end up in Rikers and that the current state of Rikers is really can't explain how worse it is than ever. Um, so right,
2: and, and Adams problem. is certainly not... Um, taken a progressive stance and turning rikers back over to the con, con, the corrections officers union and uh the their so the commissioner that they wanted uh so it's yes it's that's that situation is a mess for sure
1: oh yes and then well, uh, yeah i was just gonna say we, we don't have time for that conversation but i encourage our listeners to, to to look into it and we uh we're gonna change gears here right john
0: Yes, uh, but, Ted, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Thank you so much. And we appreciate your ongoing coverage of, of criminal justice issues for The Independent.
2: Okay, take care.